here's a good one. Just because you love them doesn't mean you should stay in a relationship with them. Oh, we're getting real, real. <laughs> very real. The, sounds like the listeners are going to therapy and very proud of all of you. I, we love them <laughs> for that. We love them for that. Hello and welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Hyde, the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host Erica. Hello, hello. Happy year in review day. Hello. Happy data day to Allie. <laughs> Air of the year. <laughs> Excited to hear her in-depth numbers and pivot tables. I have pivot tables. You have pivot tables. I have no pivot tables. I kept mine a little simple this time. <laughs> but I'm here. I'm here for it. Uh, I'm very excited. I am currently in Mexico. It is my last day of vacation with my family. And they already knew my love for Sunset Lake CBD, and they already had several products. I've gotten them on to additional products on this trip. Ooh, like what else? So we went horseback riding, and we've all been horseback riding like our whole lives. We love it. But we are getting a little older, and things start to hurt a little bit more. And I introduced them to the CBD Arnica salve that Sunset Lake makes. That stuff is powerful. It really it's works. It's so good. It's so good. And I, I felt like I was like a vendor on the street, like with all of my wares. Like they're like, oh, I'm hurting. I'm like, oh, here's this. Like I had trouble sleeping last night. I'm like, oh, have you tried the melatonin drops? Oh, it's the best. It's truly the best. They have everything for everything that you could possibly need. Even their like regular lotion now comes in different scents. And I also yeah. believe different like levels of CBD. So again, for how much pain you're in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. You just label it with like, Small pain, large pain, you're good to go. Uh, and our listeners, if you haven't tried Sunset Lake yet, or even if you have, this code works over and over again as many times as you want. You can go to sunsetlakecbd.com, use our code FMH2020, and get 20% off the whole website. Yeah, my mom even uses it. So you can also get it as a gift for someone this holiday season. Promo really code FMH20, 20% off, and you can use it as many times as you need. Yeah, it is It is fantastic. So I've talked a little bit on the pod about how I've been trying to extend my damp January into into future months, and I have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy drink at home, but without the alcohol. Yeah, and also it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor. Totally. And they're they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave, and again, 0% alcohol. So just a nice, nice little flavorful drink. That is a little little play on our favorites here. They got a bunch of great flavors. My personal favorite is the Recess Watermelon Mojito. I actually like to garnish it like it's a actual cocktail. Like I put it in a coupe glass, feeling all fancy, garnish it with a little sprig of mint. It is delicious. And my favorite is the Recess Ginger Lime Mule. I'm a ginger gal. And what I love also, not too sweet. Perfect amount of just a little little sweet treat. They're absolutely delicious, and you can get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash FMH, so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. And Mexico has also been fantastic. We've been having a great time. Looks like it. I've been creeping your gram. <laughs> yeah, it's been, uh, it's been very fun. This is our like annual – we see each other a lot, but this is our annual like just the three of us travel – also, the annual time when Drake and I have to tell people we're not married like five or six times a day. Seriously? Because I think you guys look a lot alike that I would never guess anything other than related. I think people just assume, if our mom is with us, that it's different. But like, yeah. 
the if it's just the two of us, I think just because of the setting that we're in on like a beach vacation, they just assume and I have stopped correcting them when they're like, oh, is your husband coming back? I'll just be like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> just easier than explaining. Yeah, right. Yes. We're in a fight, actually. He's cooling off, taking a lap by the pool. Yeah, like uh, last night we did like a sunset sail kind of thing. We saw some whales, which was very cool. And they have, a, you know, they have photographers on all of these things. And they asked us if we wanted to take couples photos. <laughs> did you do it? Were you like, yeah, get my mother-in-law in there. We did not do it. I thought it would be funny, but we didn't. So <laughs> I have another scam for the pod. Hell yeah. This is going to become update slash scams. Like, like, I'm like, I feel like if I don't have a dating update, I will have a scam for everybody to share. Don't you worry. What uh, is your scam this week, Erica? Okay. So I caught something. I have been going to a lot of weddings this year, whatever. So I put the most recent one on my credit card and I got, you know, the block room rate as you do. Mm-hmm. You book the room blocks, you get the discount. Yeah. So we check out. I get a receipt to my email. For whatever amount, it was like the discount rate. I checked my credit card. They charged me the regular rate of the room. What? Yeah. And I was like, huh. And I said, oh, maybe it was a mistake or whatever. But I was like, that's crazy. You emailed me a receipt for what you charged me. And then you charged me a different amount. So I called them and then they claimed, very shady. Very shady. So I call them and they claimed... Oh, it probably was like an incidental hole that didn't get taken off. We'll adjust it. Now, your girl travels a lot. And for comedy, I always have to put my card down for the incidental. Yeah. yeah. When you do, it's a flat number. It's like $100, $200 and oh, a yeah. separate charge. So I was like, mm, I'm no dummy to this game. I checked the difference in price. It's like $136 and like 24 cents. So I was like, this is not an incidental. You charged me the full rate thinking you can get away with it so so then i was like i have to tell people wrong lady (laughs) right but i was like i have to tell some other people i know that went to the wedding because if they did it to me i'm not gonna be surprised if they did it to everyone oh yeah so i told my high school friends check yours and the same thing happened to them then i told well this is where i felt bad i was it was my friend's wedding i was in the wedding and like the group chat with all the bridesmaids is so like it was such a beautiful day. Like, oh my God, like, thank you for having me be a part of the day. Like, I love you so much. You look so beautiful. And it's like all this positivity. And I'm like, guys, I have a scam. Like, it's a scam. <laughs> it's a scam. <laughs> love is a scam. Uh, so, so I was like, ah. And the bride's sister, who was the maid of honor, didn't stay at the hotel. They did like an Airbnb. So I was yeah. like, all right, I'll just start like a separate chat with the bridesmaids to be like, Hey, don't want to bring the room down uh, for Meg's big day, but check your credit cards. I think we all got scammed at this hotel. They all check. Happened to all of them, too. What a shady hotel. Right? Like, I was like, can I, like, report them? I feel like this is illegal because the biggest part is, like... A better business bureau issue. Right. Or it'd be one thing if they emailed me the receipt and it was, like, the not the block room rate. But it's, like, the fact that you're giving me a false receipt is what's fucked up. I mean, even more fucked up. The whole thing's fucked up. But then I was like, I'll just, I'll wait like a day. And then I texted the bride and was like, hey, um, you might want to check your credit card. This happened to me and the bridesmaids and are all our high school friends. Slash maybe tell everybody that stayed at that hotel. And she checked and they did it to the bride. Isn't I'm that crazy? Word. 
Yes. I, the, the word that I was looking for just flew out of my head. But yeah, <laughs> that's nuts. Especially because, I mean, it sounds like the majority of these people, and I would probably be in this camp, wouldn't have noticed. That's the thing. I think it was like $50 off a night. So it's not this like drastic thing. And to be honest with you, I think I only noticed because I split it with somebody. And I sent her the request. And the request I sent was my credit card because that's where I looked. And she was like, I thought it was like, you know, this much per night. And then I was like, wait a second. And I I said, well, that's what they charged my card. And I went and looked at the receipt and I was like, those motherfuckers. Wait a minute. How dare they? Scam artists. Anyway. But I'm telling everybody now. I'm like, you go to a wedding, double check. Yeah. I mean, I, one of the things that actually having Finding Mr. Hyde as like a separate business has helped me with is I didn't used to be that good about checking my credit card for whether I got charged the appropriate amount for stuff. But now because I have to um, categorize everything in QuickBooks or whatever as like a business expense or a personal expense, like I I have to look at everything. And I have caught many errors, mistakes, Mm -hmm. erroneous or fraudulent charges. And I I shudder to think at how much money I have spent in my life not knowing. Yeah. That's why I always, even if I don't fill it out, you know, like the restaurant receipt that you take with you. Oh yeah. I always just take it because I'm like, at least they think I know exactly what I tipped and what the total is. <laughs> like, it makes me feel like I'm less likely to get scammed. They're like, that person took the receipt. We can't add a dollar. We you know, can't do anything. <laughs> but it happens. Yeah. You know what actually happened to my aunt? Because I just told my mom. She was staying at like a Four Seasons hotel for like some work thing. Right? So it's not mm-hmm. even on her credit card, whatever. She ordered like a breakfast yogurt parfait to get like brought up to her room because she was getting ready to go to whatever conference. She orders it. Maybe two minutes later, she gets a call back. And it's like, hey, um, something happened. Our system went down. We lost your order. We need to re-put in your order. Like, what did you order? So she says, oh, yogurt, parfait. And they're like, okay, and we lost everything. So we need also your credit card information, da-da-da. And she was like, for a yogurt, parfait? And she says, oh, yeah, the the, the credit card's not on the room anymore. Like, we lost everything. And my aunt's like, that's weird. And she just said, oh, I'll just, she goes, don't worry about it. Don't send it. I'll just go down and figure it out at the desk. So then she's getting ready. The yogurt parfait gets delivered. And she says to the guy, she's like, oh, I thought something was down with the system. And he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. What? Right. And this is also like one of the top hotels that is out yeah. there. So she like went down to the desk and she's like, listen, somebody in this hotel is like stealing people's credit cards and information and they're using your like room service system and they're telling them, you know, the order got lost and we need a credit card. Like FYI. But she was like, this is the Four Seasons. I can't believe this is happening. And I was like, I can, because also like her, it wouldn't have been her credit card. It would have been a business one. Yeah. So it's like, you're almost more likely to be like, oh yeah, this is on the company. Here's the card. Yeah, yeah, sure. And I'm sure they know that because they're like people staying at this hotel for that conference. Right. Not to like freak people out about (laughs) potential scams even further, But one of the restaurants that I used to work at, there was a like sting that happened. This was in Philly. There was like a sting that went down because our takeout server had like an extra swipey thing underneath the counter and he was taking customers' credit cards when they ordered takeout, like when they came in to pick up their takeout and then swiping it through his own thing underneath the counter that would like Mm. copy their numbers. And they- pieced it together that all the people that were victims of this scam or this whatever it is had been to this restaurant. 
Dang. And so then there was like this whole thing and it got, we got raided. It was like a whole thing. I wasn't working that day. I was kind of upset. <laughs> but I missed, I missed the drama. <laughs> the one exciting day at Bubba Gump's could have been, yeah. could have been there. This was, this was California Pizza Kitchen. So not even nearly oh, as exciting bad. as Bubba Gump. Um, but uh, anyway, so yeah. Anyway, it was just wedding people. season. So I'm like, check, check your things. You never yeah. know. You never know. Yeah, I have I have neither scam nor dating update. Um, I uh, I have been I have been sort of building up matches in New York. So I've been like kind of like priming. I'm trying to go out on a maybe at least one date while I'm home in between now and Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I'm working on that. Um, I still have not spoken to Billy Joel at all. No word at all. Like I like I mentioned on last week's pod. Like we talked briefly. Mm-hmm. when I got home, like a couple of days after our date, but not since then. So at this point, it's been coming on two weeks. And you also haven't had a desire to like reach out? No. Mm. Which is so telling. And I would assume, I can only assume that he's feeling similarly, given I haven't heard well, from yeah. him. You know, as I say, the ball don't lie. <laughs> the or, non-texting yeah. doesn't lie. The, yeah, yeah. For those, <laughs> I do, I do love the ball doesn't lie, except when it's not in my favor. Um, sports reference for those for those who are confused. Yeah. The ball don't lie. You can't you can't argue with the yeah. ball going in the net in the no. basket in the goal whatever it is. Yeah, the the ball don't lie. Um, yeah. So like, I maybe like this is just like a moo situation where we're just kind of both on the same page that we did talk on our third date. He knows because we talked about it and he agrees that like we're not in similar places in life. Mm-hmm. Like we kind of chatted about that on our third date that like I'm looking for something more long term. I am enjoying hanging out with him. It wasn't like in a we should stop hanging out way at all. But like we did discuss that. Well, and so when you said like I'm looking for something long term. Did he say anything along the lines of like I might not be ready for something like that? No, not at all. But we did talk about like he basically was like I he's like I I am too ideally, but like I totally get what you're saying that like, you know, where I'm at right now is not necessarily conducive to that. Mm. So like it wasn't a this is what I'm looking for and therefore we shouldn't see each other anymore conversation like at all. But and I at the time was like I'm enjoying having I'm enjoying seeing this person and I'm enjoying, you know, whatever this is and having fun and but reflecting on the fact that I like haven't really wanted to text him or talk to him in the last yeah. two weeks I'm like eh like is this something that I really want to be putting my energy towards if it wasn't really on my mind at all and likely not on his either given that I haven't heard from him yeah you could ask yourself the question like would you somewhat regret not going on one more date yeah. It, I mean, it sounds like no, but. I think, I think if he asked me on one, I would go. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would regret not pushing that to happen. I get what you're I mean, saying. Cause uh, I don't know if we said how, how did it end when you like literally left each other after the third date? We, so we had talked about, we're going to overlap for, I think, three days. 
So mm-hmm. I fly back on a red eye tomorrow night, Monday night. I get in at like 5 a.m. Tuesday. I'm basically dropping my bags and Rory off at my apartment, somehow getting my shit together and going to the office. And then yeah. I'm going to be in the office for the next three days. A lot. Like those days are long. Those are the three days that we overlap before he leaves for a trip that he's not getting back from until I'm gone for Christmas. Yeah. No, I remember this, but I just, so I didn't know if it was well, at all like, let's try to get together, you know, like hopefully. It was, it, it was a hopefully. Yeah. It was like, mm-hmm. a, oh, like, I guess we'll see in those three days. Like, you know, it was a, mm-hmm. it was kind of like a let's wait and see kind of thing. Mostly yeah. on my end, because I had been like full transparency. I do not know if I'm going to be up to do literally anything on those days. And I also might not even be able to. Like there have been times at in this particular re- – the particular reason I'm going to the office, there have been times I'm I'm there until way past when we would go on a date. Yeah. No, I get it. I mean they say so, – uh, well, not they say. I think it's actually a Jared Fried thing. It's like the beware of like birthdays, holidays, vacations. Mm-hmm. And that's often the opportunity we all have to just fade away kind of quietly. So – seems like that might be what's happening yeah yeah so so yeah that's the, that's the update with that um and uh yeah we'll see we'll see if i get on uh, i know we're going to do our year interview but i might get on one more date in 2023 um or not and then we'll just we'll just roll it on into next year yeah i'm supposed to have that setup date tomorrow actually oh it's that soon i didn't realize From- you guys had put something on the calendar yeah, well, we bumped it with Thanksgiving. So I actually reached yeah. out because um, I knew I was out of town this weekend just being like, all right, let me see if I can fit this in sometime soon. Um, but as of right now, he was supposed to get back to me with like some areas in his neighborhood because um, I'll be driving in. And I haven't heard a word yet. So to be determined if I second follow up on that because <laughs> I... I'm a little wiped from this weekend and I have uh, just a ton of boring stuff I have to get done tomorrow um, that I'm kind of like, all right, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. And it's, it's, I kind of hate being in this kind of part where I'm like, should I refollow up? Yeah. That, I mean, I was like, like, I'll come to your neighborhood, pick a spot. That, those are the situations where I feel like I've already gone 90. Like I've already like, A, you followed up with this person to even make the date happen. B, you are going all the way out of your way to go to him. Can yeah. he not go the 10% to pick a place? Uh, I mean, it hasn't happened yet, you know, to be determined. Perhaps not. Early in the night. Um, you know, and I'm not like a stickler with like, you need to answer by this time of the yeah. day. Like a little bit where I'm like, yeah, I would like to hear from you at least by tomorrow morning because... I got to like get my dress hemmed and all this other stuff for like my brother's wedding. So I'm just like, right, right. if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. And it's actually my grandpa's birthday tomorrow. So I'm also like, well, then I'll oh. go see my grandpa. <laughs> like, you oh, know, yeah. I'm like, all right, I'll just change my plans to go see my grandpa instead. Wish him a happy birthday, which is probably what I should be doing now that I say it out loud. <laughs> I, I was like, like I could do both. He eats dinner at freaking 4 p.m. So I could join for 4 p.m. dinner and then go on the date. <laughs> it's not hard. <laughs> you know? Very true. Very true. So, All right. Well, I'm looking forward to what happens. Yeah. To be determined. Anyway, um, what do you want to do first? Do you want to do our stats? Well, questions? Before we get into that, we have a big announcement. <laughs> we're, we're, 
is happening? My, my mind is fucking blank. What is our announcement? We're doing a live show. Oh, yes. Jesus Christ. Dude, I've had a long week. You found the venue and everything. I almost said Portugal. I was like, yeah, Portugal. And then I was like, that's Portugal. not it, Erica. That's it. Yeah, I did find the venue. Anyway, we're doing a live show. January 20th. Uh, Saturday, Saturday yeah. January 20th. In New York. Uh, at this place called Sesh Comedy. They have a new room. It's a great room. Perfect for podcasts. We could be very interactive with the crowd. Um, and it's January 20th at 6 p.m. So also a perfect time that we can all go out somewhere after and meet everybody and talk and get to know you guys. Yeah, it's going to be great. So by the time this airs, we'll have released our ticket link. So you can check that out. And we hope to see as many of you there as possible. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, our last show was so fun. So very excited. Oh my God. And hope more people can come to this one. Agreed. Listen up, guys. If you haven't heard yet, we're coming to the DC Comedy Loft for another live podcast Thursday, March 21st. Get your tickets. We are, I think, over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets. If you want to come experience some magic live, we want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun. And it's also Allie's birthday that week. It is my birthday that week, so and my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to findingmrheight.com slash live to find an easy link, also in our bios, to get those tickets. And we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet, talk to everybody somewhere in the area. Yeah. So make sure you come. DC Comedy Loft, Thursday, March 21st. And if you want to check out some stand-up, I'm going to be there all weekend. So Friday and that Saturday, I'll be doing stand-up shows. Start swiping on Hinge. Bring a date. Have a good time. and. You'll, you can come and meet Allie's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip. And a little update on that. A few of you reached out to us about, hey, I want to come either, unfortunately, I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt. I want to come with my sister. I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind. Half the trip being moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come. Doesn't matter. You are welcome to join. Travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at findingmrheight.com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just so excited to be there with our moms and with you. Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th. Check it out. Come travel with us too. Um, should we start with the stats? Sure. All right. You go first because yours are more heavy than mine. <laughs> so I found this interesting when I was thinking about – because like – you know, we we did a dating wrapped episode last year. Um, so if you haven't listened to that one, you can go back to hear kind of how our year ended last year. And I thought that I dated a lot less this year. Like just anecdotally, when I was like thinking mm. back on my year, I was like, I didn't date as much this year. Like it just just didn't happen for me. I actually though went on 17 first dates and last year I went on 20. So it wasn't that much less. No, that's not that much less. Yeah. What I thought was interesting is that I went on seven second dates this year and only five last year. So I went on fewer first dates, but more of those first dates turned into second dates. I like that trend. Okay. So it's almost like you feel like, I don't know if we want to say sifting, that feels a little weird, but almost like <laughs> somehow you're, I don't know, looking for something that is more aligned. Yeah, I feel like my my picker has gotten better. Okay. And 
Also, well, I, this is stepping on your stats, but were any of your dates people you met in person? Or was it still all online? I had two IRL. Oh, okay. But none that came from my push to go on more IRL stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, still take it. Are they they're both th- Matchmaker or no? No, neither from Matchmaker. One, I met at my friend's engagement party. And then the other one is like an acquaintance, like an old acquaintance. Um, but so I didn't, right. I, I didn't get any dates from my like push to, to go and do more stuff in real life, but I did successfully establish several new friendships yeah, and that is, is something that I, yeah. And that's something that I wasn't expecting from the year, mm-hmm. but like, as I was reflecting on one of the listener questions that we got was like, which relationships really flourished this year. And I think my friendships in a, like, I think I was more intentional about, establishing friendships and growing friendships and it was an unexpected benefit of my push to myself to do more stuff in person well there you go yeah um but so the vast majority though were dating apps it was just those two and then the other 15 were from dating apps bumble still reigns supreme bumble was over half of those um and uh yeah no ghosting this year that's that's big. Last year there were several ghostings. Oh, there you go. No ghostings. So again, I feel like that means that I'm that my to me like my filter's getting better too. Like I'm going on, I'm converting more first dates into second dates and not going out with people who end up ghosting me. Not that that's my fault necessarily, but like I I like that stat. Well, the second date thing, I'm curious and I'm not trying to knock like your picker or anything, but I'm curious, do you also feel like this past year you were more open to like, I'll give it another date as opposed to maybe the past? Maybe a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. But when I looked back at like the first dates that didn't go to second dates last year, most of them were like a definite no. Like it was like, I do not want to go out with this person again. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Whereas I had, yeah. Whereas I had fewer of those this year. Like, I can think of a couple that stand out that I was like, mm, absolutely not. But I had fewer, which which I appreciate. Feels like a win. Yeah. I know for myself, I've been, I mean, I don't think I was necessarily closed off to it before. I'd probably say in the last couple of years, I've been a lot more open to like the second date. Um, mm-hmm. But I, it is usually when it's like, yeah, if they ask, like, if you ask me on another one, I'm like, okay. Like, I I don't really have a reason to say no. So. Yeah. If there's no clear deal breakers on the first date, I'll give it another shot. I will say this, though. I think I might axe the coffee dates. And it's not even like I, I go on that all. many. But I just... I Well, first of all, I don't like coffee. So let's start there. I'm not <laughs> a coffee a, that's drinker. A tough, that's a tough it's, starting spot. It's immediately a thing that I'm like, eh, you know. So then it's like, now I'm fussier about the coffee shop. Like, do they have matcha? Do they have this? You know, whatever. Real matcha. And I'm see, I'm like a little matcha queen or whatever. Or what do they call it? Like I'm fussy about my matcha. I'm a little picky about it. Yeah. All right. I'm a little bougie about my matcha. You could say that. <laughs> the number one thing I don't like about it, I'll I'll give this specifically LA, now that I'm mm-hmm. out there more. LA is not a walk around town. So it's like we can't get the drinks and walk around. You know? So it's like that's why I really didn't like it. It's like, okay, well, if you pick like a cute place or a place with a lot of tables. Then there's a lot of people, and now everybody is listening to our date. Yeah, because it's probably quiet. 
Yeah. And it's, and it's, what's frustrating is, you know, I stand by what I said and I think it's always true. The people doing these coffee dates typically are going on a lot of dates. So it's also something that it's like, I don't know if it makes you kind of like have a more like disposability, but it's also like, dude, the environment I'm being put in to like crush this date is like every odd stacked against us to be like, we really hit it off and it was flirty by any level. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, so I'm just like, I think, I think I might try that at the beginning of this year. And I think it will be tough with LA, but I'm like, I would rather literally do an ice cream date or like anything else. I think that makes a lot of sense, especially the point you made about LA not being a walk around town. Like I actually didn't have any coffee date. I had a couple coffee dates this year, but none of those were the ones that turned into second dates. Take That's that what I'm saying. That's the stat I noticed for myself. And it's not like yeah. I had a ton of them, but any ones I thought of of the past, I was like, yeah, those also didn't turn into a second date except for like one. And we did a coffee walk around and he like picked this place by the park. So I was like, of course that was better. That was infinitely better. <laughs> yeah. Well, thinking a about shop. the ones that I went on, one of them that was good, but we just like weren't aligned on a couple of things. We walked around like a cute neighborhood. And then like, mm-hmm. that's great. There's like so much to look at and point at or whatever versus the ones like <laughs> the one, what I will really never do again, never say never on coffee dates for me personally. I, however, will never do a pre-work coffee date ever again. Yeah. That early AM one is, that was tough. It was, that was tough. Brutal. Not to mention the fact that I got brutally car sick on the way there. That just added a whole other level of terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that I will never that's never happening again. That was a mistake. I should have, I honestly don't know what I was thinking. No, I mean, listen, you gave it a shot. You know what I mean? Like this having the show, we're trying to be open-minded and trying things. And I'm just like, I think the coffee date is not for me. If, if anything, if anybody met whoever they ended up marrying on a coffee date, tell me right your in. secret. Cause I can't figure it out. Yeah. Right in. Um, yeah. So the vast majority of my first dates were drink dates, but, mm. and then all of the first dates that turned into second dates were drink dates. So I did have, so I only, I only went on two third dates this year, mm-hmm. one with the publicist, obviously many more after that. And then one with Billy Joel very recently. I had more like quote unquote longer term stuff last year like 2022 that was rower disco ball era journalist comeback kid yeah there were like a lot of things a lot of things were going on Mm -hmm. in 2022 um but what that meant was is that another another listener question that we got i think both of us got this was how did more kissing less crying turn out in 2023 which was my like personal goal yeah. In terms of heartbreak, I didn't have any real big heartbreak tears. I did in 2022. There was one person. So yeah. I did too. There were two people. Um, and I also kissed more people in 2023 than I did in 2022. So I did it. Oh, look at that. Hello. I don't know I if did I did it. it. I didn't I, add kissing to my sheet. <laughs> I probably overall cried more this year, but not about hmm. men. What uh, can I ask? What about? I just had like a. I mean, I cried a lot. I've cried a lot about Rory. I've cried a lot about Rory. Well, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and I just had. I, I had some like. 
emotional ups and downs this year with like my career and what I want to do with my life and like had a couple stressful things with my condo and then the Rory thing, just like little smatters here and there. Yeah. But when I look, when I look at it, when I look at the year as a whole, I don't, it doesn't feel like a bad thing. It feels like I was very free with my emotions, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I think in 2022, I was more like trying to hold it together a little bit more. To be honest, I think there's a few people that were one date or first dates that I'm missing. Cause I didn't so diligently like write this in my phone. I actually found the note in my phone and I <laughs> saw exactly where I just forgot and stopped writing people in there. Um, my second date was also higher. I was at 50%, which I'm like, I'm not sure if that's oh. true because I only remembered eight people that I went on at least one date with. But I was so, like, yeah, oh. maybe if you're missing a few firsties, because you wouldn't be missing anybody you went on second dates with, I would assume. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I remember all the second date people. Uh, and of the second date people, only one of them was somebody I met online. So my stats are pretty, pretty close to last year. I have a little bit less people in terms of first dates. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be honest, that part didn't like bother me specifically. Cause I was like, my second date ratio was much higher. So I was like, oh yeah. Right. I, but again, yeah, that's great. <laughs> getting, getting better at the filtering. Yeah. And I was like, I had one from a dating event, chaotic singles and yeah, dating apps in person. So it just, it kind of just reinforced how I've been thinking and kind of feeling about dating apps that I was like, uh, not to be like, I might not need them. I'll sure I'll get back on it. But I just was like, yeah, when you look at the data, sometimes it can almost be a little depressing that you're like, so why are you putting your time into this thing? Um, well, I, I actually love that, that it like reinforced that the the, da- the data actually backs up how you're feeling about it. That's great. Yeah. I mean, it just, to be honest with you, it feels like I'm like letting this podcast down if I'm not like active on apps and trying to like get more dates in. But I've just hit the point that I'm like, I can't make myself do that right now. Like mentally, I just like can't. I don't have the drive. I actually think that that's a really valuable perspective too that you have been bringing is that that's okay. That because I, I do, I think there is an aspect of the people that are listening to this podcast likely consume other dating content as well. And sometimes I know when I see other dating content too, sometimes it can feel like, oh, everyone's going on all these dates and everyone's having all these great experiences and everyone's like on the apps and doing great. And I think that it is really great to have that counterbalance of, no, sometimes it's, it's hard and it's, it doesn't, it's not working well for you. And so you want to pivot or you want to take a break or whatever it is. I think that's a great perspective to be bringing. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. But it's just, it's kind of more from the, like, I hope I don't, the listeners don't feel like I'm like letting them down or like, I guess not trying, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm a person. And, and I, and especially upon going to LA, I was not doing well on the apps at all. Yeah. And I was just sitting there like, I can't force it to happen. Like I can't force it to happen from that perspective, but I feel like just personally, I've hit the point too, where it's like, yeah, I'm not going to do it for the plot. You know what I mean? Yeah. That I'm like, there, there are some times when to I'm in I a do it for the plot mood. Like I, yeah, I'll sure. find myself in a do it for the plot mood, but it, but if you're not in that spot, then yeah, I, I think it makes, I think it's actually like way better to model that authenticity for yourself and like really be vulnerable with people that that's not where you're at. Yeah. Like I think, cause I was going to ask you essentially after looking at your stuff, 
what is something you feel like you're going to maybe change for next year? Or I don't know if dare I say goals you have for next year. Um, but one for me is I think I'm going to just be a little bit more vocal with people I know saying like, and just openly being like, yeah, you know what? I've really have tried the apps for like three years. It hasn't really worked. If you know anyone that is single, I'd be like more than happy to meet them and keep it honestly, super vague. Just like, if you know anyone you think is a great guy, nice guy, I would, I would love if you set me up with him. That's it. I love it. So my goal is more setups for next year. <laughs> I, I have two things that I thought of. One is like small, but actionable. I'm going to delete my hinge. Okay. Yeah. With the, with the idea of you'll maybe go back on or you're just like, no, nah. maybe eventually, but like, I was already feeling like hinge was not working for me. And then looking at the data was really like, yeah, hinge is not working for you. Hinge. I feel like is, has really gotten dragged this year overall. Oh yeah. People are not happy and I am people. Um, Mm -hmm. and I was already like feeling this way. And then, yeah. And then I looked at these, my pivot tables and my pivot tables, they told me hinge, hinge is not good. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to delete it. Also, my subscription happens to be ending in a week. Oh, so perfect time. So it's perfect timing. I had like snoozed the email to remind me because those motherfuckers always charge me before I remember to cancel. So I had set a reminder to, to reconsider in this week, whenever I did it, I think I bought six months. So I'm going to delete my hinge. That's number one, small. And I'm going to pick something else. I'm going to continue to use Bumble, but I'm going to replace hinge with something, whether that's Tinder or like maybe something different something. My goal for this year though, is to go on, I will call it one because I'm at zero this year, but go on a date from like an in-person thing that I went to. Like a dating specific event? Or just something that, or, like, you know, in the last, I guess I've, I've probably been doing it for maybe five or six months where I've been trying to go to like two in-person things a month, not yeah, necessarily dating related. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think end of summer. Um, not necessarily dating related, but like with that mindset, I'm going to continue that goal and I want to go on a date in like the first half of the year. I want to go on a date from one of those things. So it doesn't necessarily have to be like, I went to a singles mixer. I went to a thing. Just some event in person. Yes. Or like I went to an event and I met a friend and that friend introduced me to someone like a date that came directly from me going to an in-person thing. Great. I love it. That's my goal. That's fun. Yeah. So we shall see. And I've been, I truly have been really enjoying those in-person things that I've been pushing myself to do. Like the dinner club that I joined and obviously I had a great time at camp and like Mm -hmm. one of, you know, I've been hanging out with my camp friends and going to new stuff because of them. And like, I really feel like that goal has enriched my life. And so maybe it can enrich it further and I can go on a date. Well, yeah, ideally. (laughs) Ideally, ideally, yes. Um, But I think the actual two, like, unexpected benefit of that goal is that it would have been very easy for me this year to just sink into work Mm -hmm. and, like, be on the apps and go on dates from the apps and, like, hang out with my friends when we're doing stuff but not really do much else because there is just always more work to do. And so having that goal really like got me out there to continue to have a life. 
I mean, I love that, especially. Like, from my own perspective, I just, <laughs> I honestly compared, like, when I went to whatever in-person events, chaotic single, speed dating, even, you know, mm-hmm. some other thing that had nothing to do with it, or nothing to do with, like, dating specifically, but yeah. I, <laughs> majority of the time, had more fun doing whatever event than, like, a date from an app. And that's totally. not knocking, like, the people I was going out with from the app. It just was, I don't know. It kind of felt like more of, like, a breath, breath of fresh air. That I was, like, even if it didn't lead to a date and meeting anybody, I was, like, well, I had fun. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. All right. So getting into more of our listener questions, we got six or seven versions of this question. What was your favorite date this year? Um, my favorite probably was, I did that mini golf date with King of Queens. That was very fun. And also it was just nice to do something different that wasn't, let's just get drinks. So activity dates for the win. I'm not surprised I said that one. (laughs) Love an activity date. Mine is similar, but a little bit uh, more far reaching. It was the winery date with the publicist. Mm, Yes. That's a good one. That's an adventure. I just like really liked a, first of all, it was a little bit of a like spontaneous type of adventure. Like it was like a, hey, like we said we were going to see each other on Saturday. Like let's get out of the city and do something. And I just really enjoyed like exploring something new with someone. That felt very fun. Yeah. I love that type of stuff. Uh, I'm curious though, what would you say in terms of like first, second dates, like early on dating, what was one of your favorite dates? Because that was like, what, like date like? 12 or something? Six or seven, probably. Yeah. Um, I think probably on my first date with Mr. Chaotic, we went to a brewery in downtown Brooklyn and they have games there. And so we played like all sorts of different games. And like it was also just very interactive with the other people that were at the bar. And Mm -hmm. I just appreciated like the way that he was interacting with the other people that were there, with the bartenders, and we were playing the games. Like it just – it felt – it was a very, there was like a lot going on, but we were still kind of connected to each other. I liked that date a lot. Yeah. Activity, activities for the win. Uh, honestly. Doing something different. <laughs> something that you're just moving honestly. around. <laughs> and that was a first date. And like, I, yeah. I think there are some activities that are not conducive to a first date. I like, I like a bar that has activities because we could have not done them. Like we could have right. like sat down, got our beers, been like, we are not going to continue this date we are not going to move to the activities portion of the evening and just mm-hmm. left but I, so I liked the option where we didn't we weren't locked into an activity without knowing each other maybe I'll make that another goal for me for this next year is like dates that just have more variety instead of drinks I you like know? it and also be a especially, fun challenge being in LA especially since you're cutting out coffee dates to like sub in something else, like you're cutting coffee dates and you want to sub in activities. Yeah. And I think it it would also, I don't want to say like make dating more enjoyable, but a little bit where it's like, yeah, I'm still newish to LA. So it's like, Hey, even if I go on this date and like, I don't have like that great of a conversation with this person, it's like, well, I still got to check out this new thing, this new place, whatever type of activity I like have been able to put together. Absolutely. I think that's great. Do you have a least favorite date that pops into your head? Is it one of your coffee dates? I mean, coffee dates in general. (laughs) (laughs) In terms of like like for a literal, what was the activity and nothing to do with the person? Yeah, it'd be coffee dates for me. 
Everything else Mine's was pretty much drinks. Yeah. Yeah, mine was most certainly the weekday weekday morning coffee. <laughs> yeah, Ugh, morning. Fuck that. And I'd maybe I'd put the brunch date as a close second. But mm. I, to be honest, in the moment I didn't hate it because I was like, well, at least it's not a two p.m. coffee date. <laughs> yeah, that was no, LA wait. had a low bar at that point. Wait, I didn't talk about this one publicly. I think uh, when I met that guy at like it was a it was an LA date that was like. Uh, at a place where they had like go-go dancers like in a thong and it was outside and still light out oh yes and i just was like what is happening <laughs> that one actually i'll put even above the coffee date that was definitely worst second would be coffee dates <laughs> yeah no i was like i don't this feels like a weird test of my sexuality or something and i don't know what's happening <laughs> we're like yeah, i want to be cool about brutal. this but also what where the fuck are we what are we doing <laughs> like I'm, I'm not cool about this at all <laughs> yeah i'm like this you know just like a regular patio would have been fine i don't need go-go dancers because now i'm like is it rude if i ignore the dancer like they're working hard up there so uh, yeah yeah get anyway. those dollar bills out you know on, the, on your first date yeah would not recommend but yeah why wasn't strip clubs on that first date refusal list we should put that on. so true olive garden made the list but strip clubs totally fine yeah i'm more than happy to go to olive garden over a pole dancer for sure uh and no disrespect 100%. to the pole dancers out there i think you're all very talented and very strong physically because it's god it's so impressive. strong i could uh, never but yeah anyway uh what are you most proud of is that just a general year question i think so i mean we can interpret however we want um yeah i was like if it's a general question then for me it would probably be the comedy seller and yeah. like getting past there and in general having like a true full year that my income was not at all from a day job which is very like it's a very cool feeling to have where Fuck I'm like, yeah girl you had your first like real full year um because a lot of times in the past i would just panic and then pick up a part-time job or something because i just was like mm. i can't and then this is the year i was like write it out You'll be fine. You've got this. And and I made it. I made it a full year. So I'm very happy. What was yours, babe? I'm happy for you. That was amazing. Thank you. I think I am most proud of realizing that like it's okay to let go of past dreams potentially. Mm-hmm. Like I've I've always been just so goal focused. And I don't think anybody would be surprised given like the <laughs> notion affinity and all that jazz. Um, but I've always been like very focused in that sense. And I think I'm very proud of myself in the last, this is really like the last three or four months really of like coming to terms with the fact that like the thing that I thought was the thing might not be. And like, that doesn't, that doesn't make it any less great that I achieved it. Mm -hmm. But it also, it also doesn't mean that I have to continue on and like knowing that and, and being okay with it. Yeah, I love that. Because it's something that I've defined myself by for a very long time. Yeah, and I think, I'm sure there's been plenty of people that are also going through that this year. Yeah. Totally. And the worst is when you're kind of denying yourself that truth. Yes. And I think, I think that's what made a lot of this year hard. Is because I was like, well, no, this is the thing I wanted. Like, this has to be amazing. Right. Exactly. And it's like, well, that's life, everybody. <laughs> A hundred percent. Not to be depressing, but I'm like, well, that is life. We're like, I have yes. it. And and I have it. Oh well. You know? <laughs> you might, you might have to catch and release some parts of life. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. So there you go. You know what I actually relate it to? 
I wonder if this ever happened to you. Um, hmm. You know, when you're like middle school or high school and it's like clicks start to form and there's people that are like kind of like the popular kids, right? Oh, and yes, I do. I'll recall. never forget like there was this one girl that would always have like these little parties at her house or like the sleepovers with all the girls. And I finally like got invited to one and I was like, oh my God, mm. I got like invited. Like I was so like, oh my God, this is like, you feel like this is my chance. Like I'm in. I could be cool, right? And I'll never forget getting invited to this like party. I go and I was just like sitting there like, this is not fun at all. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like all the so like all the pictures I see and people be talking about the party at school and I'd be like, oh man, it sounds so fun. And then I finally got to the party and I was like, this sucks. You guys suck. Nobody's <laughs> cool here. Like, you know what I mean? Like I just suddenly was like, oh my God, I would rather hang out with my other friends. Like, I don't want this. But like getting it was what felt better than than actually being there and being in the room. I was, like, it. I was like, okay, this isn't that fun. I was like, I don't give a shit if I get invited next time. See ya. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes getting it does feel better than having it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a prime example for me. I just was like, no, I don't care if I hang out with these people. What do I care? This is not fun. I, I'm happy to hear that because I never, I never got that invite, but now I can know that they were terrible. They weren't that fun. Like that. Listen, and my other theory is like the more pictures, the worse the party was. And that was true in college. I'd see all those pictures That's on a Facebook true. album and I'd be like, oh man, I can't believe I didn't know there was a party there. And then I'm finally at that party and all the pictures and I'm like, there's nobody here. That's why we're taking <laughs> pictures is because there's nothing else for us to do. It's just us. grouping everyone who's here into one frame so that it can yeah. look crowded. We don't know. Yeah. And like all the poses that are like, we're partying or like the fakest thing I've ever seen. I was like, get me out of here, dude. Not that fun. Anyway, that's what it feels like for me. That's my analogy. <laughs> oh, this is an interesting question. What relationship in your mm. life has blossomed the most in this past year? Get out of my head. I was looking at that question. <laughs> <laughs> I was like ready to ask that one to you. <laughs> um, I, actually, it's my relationship with you. Oh, thank you. That's very sweet. Like, I feel like it has been my first official year here. <laughs> it's yeah, like because this time last year you had were a month in, right? You started at like mm-hmm. the beginning of November, and we were friends when you started, but like not super close friends, like we are now. And like, obviously we spend so much more time together, both in person and largely virtually. But like that, I think evolution, like what I actually was going back and listening in preparation for this episode, I listened to our dating wrapped one from last year. And that really, it has struck me over the last, gonna cry. (laughs) (laughs) It has struck me over the last couple of weeks when you've been taking care of Logan. (laughs) Um, which I just really appreciate because he loves you so much. Um, and I love him. But I think it... it <laughs> Minus the shedding. That part um, I don't like. But you know, I still love him. The anyway. shedding is tough. I, you just can't put anything down ever. That's the rule. I'm just like, I literally need to put my clothes on that I'm leaving with two seconds before I leave. I figured it out. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's how it works in my house. <laughs> um. But, like, I was listening to that Dating Wrapped episode and, like, then thinking about the year and, you know, what our favorite episodes have been and all that stuff and just realizing in a really concrete way, like, how much not only the pod but also our friendship has grown over the last year in a way that's just really special to me. 
Yeah, thank you. And thank you for having me join you on the pod. This has been fun for me. And I've uh, really great. enjoyed us becoming closer as well. Yeah, it's been really nice. And winning over your cats. I will. <laughs> you did. I mean, Logan is is a pretty good cat ambassador. If anybody doesn't like cats, I'd be like, well, let's bring Logan into the picture and we'll see what happens. Yeah, he's not bad. He's a good Rory, one. not so much. Rory well, because that's the thing. I dated a guy that's ex Benedict. He had a cat, and like that cat and I never bonded at all. That I was like, yeah, I yeah, don't get it. Some cats aren't it. <laughs> some cats aren't it. Wasn't it for me? But yeah, I Logan's get it. a G. Um, well, besides Logan, what relationship in your life has blossomed <laughs> in the past year? Uh, I mean, clearly you as well. Um, well, but now I'm like, I can't copy your answer, <laughs> but I also. <laughs> Can't be like, well, actually, for me, it's not us, Allie. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I will I will accept that you you feel the same and can have another answer as well. Yeah, I guess this one almost feels like a bit of a cheat because it's like I've moved to L.A. and I've been out there more Mm. um, because I guess I technically am not 100 percent fully in L.A. But um, definitely like my childhood best friend, Jordan, that lives out there. Yeah, Um, it's been just like. It's just so nice to like actually be together because we just haven't in so many years. And it's like, yeah, when when's the last time that you guys lived in the same place? Well, that that would actually be like when we went away to college. I think her parents only stayed in our hometown for maybe two more years. And then she would be going back home to like Colorado where her parents live. So so she's not even back in your hometown for like holidays and stuff. No. So like, I really would only see Jordan usually maybe once a year when I would do like an LA trip and I would like stay with her and all that stuff. Oh, wow. Um, cause I remember being like, I only lived in the city for maybe like a year or two. And I remember going to visit her in Colorado for a weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, that's kind of just like a natural comfort thing. I'm sure people know of like, where you're just like, Oh, someone that like I've known forever. And like, it's just, she's just a friend that I'm like, I never have to feel like I like or it just it always feels like you pick up right where you left off like you didn't miss a beat you yeah. know it'll be like oh we actually that. haven't like talked in a few months but like the minute we're in the same room um and I also would like to thank this podcast for also introducing me to Rourke because she's out in LA and she's also been really helpful with like helping me feel welcome there and like inviting me to stuff um so that also is a thank you to you for introducing me to Rourke as well. I'm so, so happy you guys have hit it off. It's like, it's like very fun to see like when you in, like introduce two people and you're like, I think you're going to get along. And then you do. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, I 100% see why you did a podcast with Rourke. She's, she's great. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm thankful for, you know, this pod and getting to talk to you for two hours every week. <laughs> in addition to our like daily text message streams. Yeah. Right. Something that surprised me about me in like a good way was that I think in the past, especially like last year, I would have continued to date somebody like the publicist for longer than I did. And I think that something that surprised me was that I was okay when that ended in a way that like, because it was certainly mutual like it wasn't like I ended it with him and he was devastated like we both like both of us were like I think this has kind of run its course etc whatever but like I was okay in a way that I it surprised me but then I was like oh that actually feels really good that I was able to be like 
okay, yeah, it didn't make sense to continue to date and he didn't want to either. And like, that's not a reflection on me. Like I I can be Mm -hmm. okay with that. And it like, I think it surprised me that I was okay. Does that make any sense? Uh, Well, I feel like it's like the aftermath where we often end up somewhat blaming ourselves or like poking Mm. at ourselves to be like, was there anything I should have done differently, could have done differently? Like, did it go this way because of X, Y, Z? And a little bit of that is like overall anxiety, you know, where you analyze stuff. Um, But I've more been in the camp of like, is it me feeling? Even when I was sitting there saying, I don't think it was like the right fit for me or like my partner for life. But there's still something sometimes when things don't work out that I'll just feel this like, why isn't it working out? And like, am I the problem? (laughs) You know, (laughs) kind of feeling. Um, Yeah. I don't know if that's what you were getting at, but I've had that feeling where I'm like, yes, this is a good person. And like, why isn't it working? And is it me? That that's. That's exactly what I meant when I was when I was talking about like I would have dated him for longer like in the past because I don't think I would have like I I I don't think I would have been able to not be like it's just me like I just need to like I got this is a good person and it's going well and like I I need to keep or if it ended I would do that spiral like you said of like oh if maybe if I had just tried one more time or maybe if I had done this or if I hadn't done this or if mm-hmm. we hadn't gone to Greece would that have happened I would have spiraled in the past in my head and it surprised me actually <laughs> that I didn't and I talked to my therapist about it at the time and I remember talking to her and being like I'm I'm okay and she was mm-hmm. like is that a problem <laughs> well do you well do you sometimes feel like it's it's this thing where you're like you just want them to like you you know what I mean and I feel like that was like a younger me on dates where you're like and less focused on do I like them and you're more almost feel like you're being like okay I want them to like me right it's like well I didn't want to go out with you again but you should want to go out with me again and why don't you want to yeah exactly yeah, versus like, like, oh, I didn't actually, think this was going to work out, but the fact that you do not want another date is crazy. You should want another date, and I should be saying, what no. the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should be obsessed with me, even though I know we're not compatible. Right. Exactly. Or you're like, mm, you should be calling. <laughs> I should be ignoring your phone calls, actually, is what yeah. should be happening. Um, yes, it's exactly that. And I think that this is one of the this not the first time but like this is a time where I like dated somebody for a longer period of time and didn't have that like that self-sabotage thought of like Mm -hmm. oh no he didn't want me either right so yeah that surprised me but per my therapist it's a good thing I mean, in terms of like a person, I think the nurse surprised me surprised me the most because mm-hmm. my big thing with that before it even like got going uh, was me kind of being like, I don't know if this could like work and I don't know if I should kind of cross that line from friendship. Um, yeah. But I'm like, I'm glad I explored it. And it was surprising both in like wonderful ways and then also frustrating ways. Yeah, or I guess recently would be that I just headlined my hometown and I was a little surprised at like it being much easier than I was kind of stressing about it to be. Oh, fantastic. That makes sense. Yeah. And it was like a new challenge. Yeah. Like I was able to do, I did almost an hour. I did 52 minutes. 
but I was mainly impressed with that because um, I had to clean up my act a little bit for my mom. So, so that got rid of a bunch of jokes that I was like, well, that would, you know, Is- give me 10 minutes of time, but now we can't say those jokes. So it kind of gave me a challenge and uh, yeah, I was kind of like pleasantly surprised with like how well it went and I was proud of myself. Is that the so. longest that you've done? I have done an hour before. It's just more like that's the next kind of jump in my career is to jump to more uh-huh. headlining gigs. And okay. a reason I've been dragging my feet on it is like the fear of literally filling the time because it's, you know, you set a higher standard for yourself like we usually do. Um, and it's like, especially my hometown, it's like, all right, you guys are like paying to come see me. And I want people to leave feeling like that was worth not only paying for, but also literally coming like you, this was your big night out of the weekend. And I want you to leave being like, yeah, that was so fun. I had a great time. You know, that's, I was going to ask, like with, it makes sense that it would be, but like with headlining versus if you're opening for somebody or when you're at the cellar, et cetera, like with headlining, it's like, they, they bought the ticket for you. Yeah, pretty much. There might be some people that just were like, cool comedy night and bought a ticket, but like, yeah, yeah. I, you know, after the show, stand by the door and I am saying hello, giving everyone a hug hello. I had like so many old teachers there. And and what's interesting is like some, some jokes, it's actually easier because they like know me and know my family. So like I do a little joke making fun of my dad. They're like more excited about that than say like the average Joe. Um, Yeah. But then on the flip side, it is, it's kind of this thing where it's more like I've been doing it 10 years and I want it to look like I've been doing it 10 years. I don't want them to come and be like, mm-hmm. yeah, cute that she's still trying that comedy. You know, <laughs> like I want, <laughs> I want them to leave being like, look at no, her up there. Great. Yeah. She's good. Like she's clearly, you know, gotten better than the last time I saw her. And like, that's kind of all I can ask for on that level. So I was a little stressed, but, but it was really great. So I was, I was like pleasantly surprised. So that was probably my biggest surprise. In terms of like life. I love that. So, okay. So to wrap up the episode, we're going to share um, some of the learnings that all our listeners experienced this year. Yeah. We got some great ones. And also I will like put a little compilation of them together too to post because there are just so many gems that we don't have time to share, but like so many great learnings and thank you everyone for sharing. Um, so yeah, we'll go back and forth with some of our favorites. Yes. I I love this one. I want to start with this one Um, because I love someone who is self-aware. I keep ending up with emotionally unavailable men because I am emotionally unavailable. Snaps for that. That's real. That's real. That's real. Props to you for admitting that. Yeah. That honestly, that's the first step. Yeah. (laughs) That's, that's, that's step number one. Um, I like this one to keep myself open and she puts open in capital letters to possibilities in a wider range of humans. Yeah. Love that. There you go. Yeah. Date outside Especially with our like, yeah, with our like conversation about, you know, filters and like thinking about, you know, what could we do differently? I love that. Here's a good one. Just because you love them doesn't mean you should stay in a relationship with them. Oh, we're getting real, real. <laughs> very real. The, sounds like the listeners are going to therapy. I'm very proud of all of you. I, we love <laughs> them for that. We love them for that. Unspoken needs cannot be met. Tell your partner what you need. Yeah. Squeaky wheel gets the grease. I, I love that one. Well, here's a personal favorite I love because it kind of pertains to me. 
No matter how much I like a guy, if he won't go down on me because I have herpes, he isn't worth it. I'd say any man that, that doesn't man. go down on you, if or- that's what you like, is not worth it. But yes, especially herpes. That's something that took me a long time um, to kind of be like, yeah, just because I have herpes doesn't mean I deserve like sex that isn't good. And absolutely put up with that. So very proud of you, whoever submitted that. Good for you. I love that. This goes along with uh, my goal for 2024. Taking action always favors not taking action. <laughs> go do the thing. Go. Yeah. It's very similar to the, the you got to speak up for what you want. But yes. Yes. I like this one for a little bit of a pivot. The comfort I've gained in being alone is what allowed me to build community in a new city. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. There you go. Love that. Love time to yourself. Similarly. Turned 40 this year, realized how happy I am. I'm staying focused on that going forward. I love that. I get that. I have I have a little bit of anxiety with like every birthday. So I'm very happy yeah, that we were, you are happy. My mom, my brother and I at dinner last night, we were talking about, we, we are all like evenly spaced apart. My mom is 30 years older than me and then my brother is five years younger than me. So there, there will be a year in three and change. Where my mom turned 70, I turned 40, and Drake turned 35. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about like, oh, what should we do in that year? I'm like, oh my gosh, that is a lot sooner than I had previously realized. So I really yeah, appreciate man. that submission from this person. <laughs> I have one that kind of per- pertains to me personally. Go for it. You can't give 100% at work and expect to have any left for home. That one is debatable, but I, I get what you're saying. Where it's like... <laughs> I think it's more, I look at that for my own lens is more like if work is your 100% of your life, then it's almost more like when it's not going great, that makes you realize like where you're lacking in other parts of your life as well. So, yeah, the, the way that it was hitting for me was that like grinding yourself at work is going to then mean that you have less bandwidth for other stuff in your life that actually makes you happier at mm-hmm. least in my case like I, I really do like my job but other st- volleyball makes me happier for example yeah but like if I'm like nose to the grindstone all the time at work then I'm absolutely exhausted and I don't have time to do the stuff that actually like fills my cup if you will mm-hmm. and then it just is a cycle that continues yeah you need both you need the balance and unfortunately sometimes work does take all of our energy um but yes, hopefully we're all going to go into 2024 with a better balance in our lives. Let's say that. Agree. This is kind of funny to me because we got two that almost are somewhat the opposite. Oh, really? So, so one person said, always trust my intuition. And then another person said, sometimes it's not my intuition talking to me. It's my fears. <laughs> <laughs> but both are valid in different scenarios. <laughs> But I like to, like, it's almost a caveat, like, but sometimes it's actually just your fears and you're blaming it as your intuition and you're lying to yourself. <laughs> yep. I think this, like, gets into, it, it's, like, where your patterns are. Like, yes. sounds like the first person has a pattern of, like, ignoring things, ignoring maybe red flags or, like, ignoring things that, you know, that they don't like someone or whatever. And the other person is just pushing people away, like, before they have a chance to hurt them. Yes, 100%. <laughs> that's, very, uh, that's very funny. Here's what I find interesting. It's a little different. Uh, 
I guess a less dating one. Um, instead of having a to-do list, make a to-don't list to help prioritize important over urgent. And that's something I probably need to do better as well. <laughs> I really like that. The important versus urgent thing has helped me. I've been like trying to get better about trying to do less because when, when I try to do too much, I don't get anything done. Exactly. And the important versus urgent thing has been helpful with my to-do list. I'm like, these are the things that I absolutely have to do today. These are the things that would be like really great if I did. And these are the things that I just like really do not need to do. Yeah. Something else I've been better at is looking at things that I'm like, <laughs> almost like it's something that I could like do on my phone while I'm kind of doing something else. Like let's say mm-hmm. like I'm taking a flight Tuesday. There's some things that's like, Erica, you could do that from your phone in your uber ride to the airport like you could use that 25 minutes of uber ride to like call that place that you need to call you know pay that online bill like whatever those little things are that i'm almost like okay that i can save for downtime i'm on my phone whatever that downtime is i'm waiting for my flight to board all that stuff versus other things like you said that are like more important where it's like this has to get done and it requires like i have to physically go somewhere and like do something else like that right because I am someone people will be like well just make a like to-do list and I'm like my to-do list is always never ending so when I actually sit and write it out I'll have like five pages organized by like category of like podcast comedy personal health like and it and that actually just overwhelms me more and I'm like and then I just feel paralyzed I'm like what am I doing like none of it's gonna get done I I have absolutely been there all right this is the one that I would like to end on To not betray myself. I'm trying to think. What's an example of like betraying yourself? I I think about it as like being authentic to myself. Of like continuing to remember like what's important to me. What do I want to do? What do I want? What makes me happy? You know, what are my values? Like continuing to come back to that. I've been been thinking about that a lot with, you know, my job and what I want to do with my life and all that stuff. It's just like I want to make decisions that feel authentic to me. Oh, okay. I kind of took it as a like, you know how we say in relationships, like you should like be giving the other person the benefit of the doubt and like not setting them up to fail in a way. Mm, mm-hmm. I, I I took it as almost like sometimes we are setting ourselves up to fail and we're not even realizing it. Does that make sense? Interesting. Like, I mean, like give me an example. Well, like what we were just saying with like, um, overworking yourself and like taking on too much responsibility is often setting us Mm -hmm. up to fail. And I've realized that a few Ah. times where I'm like, you're now like either completely burnt out or slacking and now behind on stuff, but it's because you took on too much. Like you didn't need to take this stuff on. You chose to. And in return, you set yourself up to fail. Yes. That makes a lot of sense. Like there's, there's like this aspect of like when you take too much on, but then you're like, oh, I'm going to be disappointing six different people. Mm-hmm. But you could have just said no to two of those people, simplifying this, and then been able to do the four things. Yes. And, and those do it two, really well. Two, yeah. And do it really well. And those two people that you said no to are not disappointed because they asked you for something or they, you know, whatever it is. And you said no, but now they are disappointed because you said yes. And now you can't right. do it. Exactly. And that's something I need to be like a little bit better at. And I think I have been a little bit better at trying to like outsource more things. 
instead of like making myself do it. And that is, I guess that counts as betraying with yourself where it's like being honest with yourself that there's sometimes things I'll take and I'm like, you, you really don't want to do this. Like this is one of the hardest things to make yourself sit down and do. And it's something that you could pay someone else to do who's better at it and would do it faster than you anyway. So it's like, why are you making yourself do it? Stop. That, that is how I feel about cleaning my apartment. Yeah, that's a valid one. It's an easy one. Or that was something I'm, with, you know, the episode we did with the um, the marry him book. I was thinking yeah. about like the things you're like, quote, willing to settle for. I Honestly, my thought process was, what is stuff you can throw money at? Yeah. So it's like, you know, if you're dating someone who's messy and you see their apartment and you're a little like, oh, they're kind of messy in the back of your head, be like, well, if it comes a day we live together, we can budget for someone that comes and cleans. So I don't have to do it and they don't have to do it. And now problem solved. Yeah. I, I was talking to my mom about we, my brother made us dinner when I was home in San Diego and he's an excellent cook and dinner was amazing. His apartment is so gross. However, <laughs> it's like, it's nice. It's an, it's a nice apartment and they've, he and his roommate have done a nice job of decorating it and there's, you know, whatever, but it's like, it's nice until you look just, just one level deeper. Like, like when you first walk in, you're like, oh, this is a nice place. And then you just look at, oh there's oh and like you just start to notice like little things that are just and the next thing you know you're like oh this whole place is disgusting okay Mm -hmm. and I was talking to her about that and he's he has is self-admittedly bad at cleaning and I'm like me too but I want to live in a clean apartment and I know I'm bad at cleaning and I know I'll never do it because I'm bad at it and I hate it Mm -hmm. so that's something that I've budgeted in for a very long time because yeah. I'm like, I, I know that I'm bad at this, but I also know that it's important to me to live in a nice space and like one where I don't feel overwhelmed by the mess. Yeah. It's worth it. And, and if it's worth and it, that's not something that like it. everybody can do, but yeah, it's, you know, acknowledging that not something everybody can do, but like he can, and therefore it frustrates me. <laughs> <laughs> it's so gross here. It doesn't have to be gross. Yeah, you can get it for him as like a gift, like a one-time cleaning and see if he falls in love with it. And then you're like, this is how much it costs. It's not that much. You could do this even once a month, buddy. Here's a good one that I think a lot of people pleasers will relate to. Um, My needs are still valid, even if they sometimes inconvenience others. Yeah. Yeah, not wanting to inconvenience people. I mean, similarly, similarly, similarly to what you said about taking on too much. Yep. It's like that, those two things are very related, I think. Yeah. Or even, you know, the example of like, you want to see your friends and they're making plans with you and you just know, like, I don't have it in me this week. Yeah. Like, I don't have the energy. I would love to see you, but like, I need, I need to just stay home. 100%. Things like that. Yeah. It's nice to end on. Thank you everyone for submitting. It was a lovely note to end on. And yeah, thank you to everyone. And, uh, we are we are looking forward to 2024. Got a, a couple more weeks in us yet, but uh, excited for what the new year brings to all of us. Yes. So cheers to everybody in the new year, and uh, I hope you change something good in your life in the next year. Agreed. Or change that week. will make it good. Sorry, not change something that's good. <laughs> take the good things. Change <laughs> it. No. Um, I hope you take sorry. something good and make it terrible. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. I hope good change comes to you. That's what I mean. 
Sabotage your life, everybody. See you next week. Yeah. Sabotage 2024. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Sorry. 